Sentire Media. Hello and welcome. Buongiorno. Buongiorno indeed. Thank you for listening to us and taking time out of your day to hear what's going on in our little, our little part of the woods here in beautiful central Italy, which has been gorgeous. I mean, summer's in full swing. It's been warm. It has been warm, but there's, it's, we're a little bit higher here in the foothills, so there's always a nice little cool breeze, but... And we hear there's like a heat wave going on in Italy, but the, this little spot right here has remained a slice of paradise. Well, during the, like, during the middle of the day, it is hot. You take your nap. That's what the nap is for. That's what the nap is for. Celebrate it, don't fight it, embrace it. Mornings, the... Up until, like, noon are gorgeous, and the evenings yes, like the early four morning. on is great. I love five o'clock and on. It's gorgeous. But, um, in the fields, the grasses have been cut, and the, um, sunflowers. Sunflowers everywhere. Oh, on the road from, if you go from Urbania to our place, to, towards Piobico, there is a huge, nice, long field of big, full sunflowers. Also, if you go... From the road, from Urbania to Urbino, the back road, the curvy road, just beyond that roundabout as you're exiting Urbania, there's a huge field surrounding you on both sides. And, and the straight, gorgeous. And the straight road to Urbino as well. Oh, yeah, towards um, Fermignano. Towards Fermignano. It's just such a beautiful time to drive around out here. Um, in the garden is starting to produce. We had some tomatoes yesterday. <gasps> the first tomatoes! Uh, yeah. Um, we picked um, Gaji, the heat. We'll get into who exactly Gaji is. I know, we realize sometimes we Sometimes we just assume that, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, everyone knows. But anyway, uh, Gaji, the, uh, our adopted Italian father, who, uh, helps in the garden, well, really does, do does show me everything to do in the garden. He uh, has been awesome this year. He has been awesome this year. He picked, uh, he likes the, the tomatoes when they're just a little still green, but mostly red, which I, they're still a little hard for me, but he likes them that way, so he's been picking those. I know, but the lettuces are dip- looking good. Lettuces I just did good. a blog post on the lettuces, and Gaudi just planted a whole bunch more stuff yesterday. He did. We planted all the um, cabbages and the fennels that will be ready towards the end of the summer, beginning of autumn. So we have cavolo uh, cappuccio, the little balls of cabbage. Verza, the uh, ball cabbage with the frizzy leaves. It's a dark green. Um, fennel, lots of bulbs of fennel. Um, Cavolo nero, or the Tuscan cabbage, where you just eat the leaves. It's not, it's like a That's taller so plant. Yeah, I love that one. Um, but we're just getting started. But how come the zucchini don't seem to be as hardy as last year? I don't know. It's just been a, it was just a later year the zucchini didn't take it. No one's zucchini really did really well. But, um, it's starting to come around. Peppers, we got peppers coming. Cucumbers are coming. We have melons that, I saw melons in the garden yesterday. Well, and the heat helps the garden for sure. The heat helps the garden. It just, you have to just keep it water. <laughs> <laughs> and Pier Angelo's been out cutting the fields. You hear the tractors early in the morning, late at night, even on a Sunday. Uh, yep, making the, and the grain, they cut all the grain in the fields too. Mm-hmm. All week, all week, uh, all last weekend through the beginning of this week. Mm-hmm. 
So you'll see bales of hay among fields of sunflowers. It's really cool. <laughs> um, last weekend we had a chance to get in the car. And we had we didn't have dinner one night, and we just jumped in the car and got out of here. And we drove. We just picked a direction and kind of drove south. south. But through the hills, mm-hmm. not really... Um, Instead of going to the coast. In, not to the coast. And we um, visited the town of Fabriano. It was so cute. And they were having a antique sale. Like um, like a midnight market. Yeah. And all the stores were open. And we went for a late dinner. It was really good. And we found this place and they had a menu outside that looked, oh my god, so delicious. And then when we got in, it looked even better and smelled even better. And I thought, oh my god, we're going to be pigs tonight. This is going to be so good. We don't have to cook it. I know. Yeah, thank God for Jason. <laughs> and we're like, we'll have the special. And we were the last ones to be seated. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And they were like, we're out. We thought, oh my god. But we still ordered and got a ton of a good fish. fish. Great fish. Yeah. But Jason ended up with like a fried food bonanza. I think she misunderstood me. Yes. Or they didn't really <laughs> feel like grilling it. <laughs> but it was so good. It was good. And it's a really pretty road and a gorgeous town to go check out. It's quite big. It is big. It's great. I liked Fabio. Mm-hmm. I want to go back. It's about an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and mm-hmm. a half from our... Worth the drive. Like, worth the really drive. Really drive. back road, all little back roads mm-hmm. you go. Uh, really take a sweet little car out there. Um, and then this week also in Fano is the... Um, along the coast, which is about 40, 45 minutes away from us. There is the Cesare Festival. Where they have over 2,000 people. God, dress. you said last year 5,000 people were in, in like, Roman, Roman guard. Co- costume, and they do a whole procession into the, like the, yeah. the closing day, which is this Saturday. 17th. The 17th. Today's yeah. the 15th, and it's like, what, 9 o'clock in the morning? Uh-huh. Just finished serving breakfast. Chickens are out. Oh Little God. breeze. Speaking of the chickens being out... Oh, chickens being out. So we so, we we talked about before I think about uh, I accidentally bought five roosters. So the five roosters now will have started crowing, and everyone a lot. a lot. Everyone they we don't let them out until like nine, and the coop is not really near the house. So you don't the guests don't really seem to hear it, and they kind of like it. But um, five roosters, we need to. Uh, Make some soup. And, but we would keep one. We'll keep one. We'll but keep we the had, white one. Gaji came over with Maurizio, another neighbor, and, um... They're not ready yet, They said. said, they evaluated the rooster. <laughs> not <laughs> so, ready. Another month. Uh-huh. They need a couple more kilos on them. So we'll let them out. We let them kind of come out at about 9 o'clock in the morning. They go everywhere. They are free. There you go. <laughs> Do it again. Buongiorno! Oh, you'll also hear the cicadas. (laughs) And here comes a tractor. So summer is in full swing. I love it. I know. What else is going on? Uh, So, we want to thank, in particular, well, everyone's comments and tons of subscribers. It's really incredible. And we had a wonderful comment by Razman on our blog. And... Or question uh, comments. Yeah, to tell more stories of how we got here, the visa process, why we chose the area, more backstory. And so I think we'll start adding some of those in as we go, in no particular order. But we thought maybe this week we would just say why we chose Montmartre. 
Why we chose Lamarque? Alright, well you start. Why'd you choose Lamarque? Because it's beautiful! We got to be near the mountains and near the sea, and that combination for me was just perfect. And I really wanted to be somewhere that we would be speaking Italian, that we would be living among Italians. I didn't want to move to Italy to just be in Tuscany or Umbria in an expat community. If we were going to make the whole change, I wanted to be in a small town in a place where there were no other people who spoke English. Really. Do you remember in Brooklyn where we had the big, big wall map of Italy? And, <laughs> yeah. And we highlighted uh, Urbino. Urbino and this this northern Lamarque area. Well. When we came, when we came here on our first trip to Italy, we came through. Um, we did all of Italy, really. And when we came through this northern La Marche area in particular, it was just—it's more of a rugged hills than um, the Tuscan rolling hills. So it's a little bit more rugged, and I don't know—it's it's really green and lush, and it's not too. There was far. something that felt at home about yeah, it. Yeah, it felt really—it was really nice. Well, like the first time we even drove through, and we were in Urbania. And we came across the festival, and we had no idea what it was, and we were just like, pull over. That's right. <laughs> Our first time into Urbania, we came to Italy in the middle of the winter. And this was to look at property. This was to look at property. It was in January. Yeah, because it was the 6th of January. It was uh-huh. for La Bifana. Mm-hmm. And we were just driving back to wherever we were staying. I don't know. In Cali, we were staying in we Cali. We were ca- staying in Cali, so we were driving through Urbania, and there was just cars everywhere parked. So like, and we just like look at each other and, like, a, all right. and Jason just pulls the car over I was like I know it. When you see a car, like all these people like that you know you just gotta go check out what's going on. Well it was Labafana and it's uh, where the witch comes down on Labafana is the witch and she comes and gives candy and good things to the to the good kids and puts coal in your shoes for the bad and she sweeps up. She cleans your house after. But um, this festival was great. It was the middle of winter and it it, it was, was just, it was fantastic, and I remember thinking, I would love to live in this town, and now we, we do, we basically. I know, it's awesome, and we've gone to that festival every year since, which is pretty cool, too. But, but why else, Lamarque? Um, well, I felt, go ahead. Oh, I just think it's, it's, it's I, I don't know, you're right, I guess it's just a, an undescribable feel. Is that just too cheesy? Maybe. <laughs> well, strategically, also, if you think a little bit about it, it I really think that this that this area is is really undiscovered, and, and man, it's gorgeous. I know it's kind of a double edged sword. It is a double edged sword. We want to promote the the region as a whole, and because it's phenomenal. But in the same sense, I kind of like that. No I one know. Knows about it. <laughs> But that also means there's not necessarily great maps and things like that, but they're or, getting or better. Way, yeah, we're getting, we're getting better, but it's kind of nice that you have to seek it out. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people speak English. Not a lot of, well, not in this area right here. We are thought of as the Americani. Which is great. I know, there's none other in our area. Can you think of any other Americans out here? Well, That live that, out no, here? No, that live out here? No. Oh, No. No. Not the one, no. Not in a good radius. <laughs> a good radius. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, okay. So, I want to know, how many kilos of pasta did you make this week, Jason? How many kilos of pasta? I made from, okay, from Thursday to Thursday, was sure. Thursday morning. I've made, according to, according, off the top of my head, probably about eight kilos of pasta. And how many pounds is that? Sixteen. 
me like 17 pounds. <laughs> That's and you made tortellone or capellone? We made lots of stuff this week. We made tagliatelle, we made, uh, oops, sorry. We made tagliatelle, we made, um, pappardelle, we made the to- uh, tortellone or capellone. Um, stuffed with what? We stuffed the capellone with the bietola, the, the chard from the garden, and sheep's milk ricotta. That is so good. I love that every time. It is. It's a nice summery one. Mm-hmm. And no sauce with it. You just, it's a little bit of the pasta water and then really good olive oil over the top. And, and you uh, put the greens in there. Yeah, I guess we saute a little bit of the greens just that, are, that it's stuck with just to like have something to sit on. Mm-hmm. It's really nice and especially when it's hot out and a really light pasta is really nice. What's going on tonight? Thursday night. Pizza night. Thursday night pizza night. How many are we for pizza night? 2122. 2122. Gaji is bringing. We have to do next. We'll do next podcast on who's Gaji. Alright. Alright. Who is Who the is Gaji? The <laughs> Um, It'll be fun. It'll be nice out tonight. So, for 21 people, how many balls of dough do you think? How, many, how much dough do you have to make? I'm going to make. Six recipes. That'll give me thirty pieces. Thirty pieces. I can't make more than six times the recipe really by hand. The dough ball's gi- gigantic. <laughs> you should take pictures of it today. All right. And had to. And of course, we didn't get put it, put it up immediately on on the web. So we'll just do. It's a already little, outdated. It is already <laughs> outdated by a few days, but we'll do a little uh, flash forward. So last night we went to the Caesar Festival. It was awesome. In Fano. In Fano. Cesare. It was really cool. Everyone, each um, little not district. A, yeah. What, well, what's how would you explain a frazione? Like a neighborhood district. Yeah, but it's a little, a little piece. Suburb outside. Yeah, a little suburb, but it's. But kind sometimes of, it's in the wall too. Yeah. Um, each one of those little districts of Fano had their own squad or group, and they were assigned a different part of the Roman culture to represent. And uh, a lot of them had like these big carts that you the guys would pull. Wait, wait, uh, wait. back it up. What? They put um, sand and dirt down the main roads oh, of that's Fano right, too. to have this huge procession of the different towns come through, and uh, it was like. Exactly how it was, what, in, like, 9 BC BC that um, Caesar came to Fano, and so all of these people were there to welcome him, and they did it all over again. Last year, there was 5,000 people in costume. I have no idea how many were this year. I don't know, there was a ton of people there. So each each group had their own like cart or whatever and they'd put all Uh these demijons of wine on it and tons of loaves of bread and fruit and cheese and whole porchettas and the whole um, all the people would walk with their cart you know, through the procession and just get drunk and eat porchetta and all bread in medieval by their head. costume. All in medieval well not medieval. Oh god, sorry. I mean like Roman hello. <laughs> And it was so cool. And then also in the different little neighborhoods, there were, well, there were tables and tents set up for dinner. And we had brodetto and, and a bunch of other stuff. Pasta. The grilled fish was We went good. to a fish place. We always go try to find the fish because we don't get it unless we go to the sea. Uh-huh. So to have porchetta is great, but... You get it every Tuesday. I, well, I don't eat it. I could have, have it. Tuesday. Well, a lot more than every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
Um, what else? I guess... No, there was something else I wanted to talk about this morning. Oh, it's... Oh, last night was so hot. Oh, my Holy God. crap. Oh, my God. Sweat rolling down your legs. Like, just... Sweat just rolling on you. It's disgusting. And as we were coming home... And not humid. Night, no, just hot and no air. The air was really still. Oh but as we were coming home last night, as you start climbing a little bit, uh, coming up to Piobico, because we're kind of in the foothills... Um, the air just gets so nice and drastically, drastically changes. It's, uh, we it's both wonderful. were, and we're in the car. We both at the same time, we like round this corner. We both go, ah. <laughs> and this morning there's kind of partly cloudy and a little breeze. And I think the heat is broken, which is good. This has yeah. been hot for the last week or so. Good but, stuff. Oh, and today is the, um, Palio della Sumaro, the, uh, race of the donkey in Mercatello Sumatauro. So if the guests all arrive in time, maybe we'll be able to make it there for the afternoon or evening racing. I don't know. It'd be fun. It's not that far. That might be a solo mission for Ashley. Oh, right on. All right. Well, we got to get work done. Keep your comments and questions coming. We love it. You can uh, email us at info at latavalamarque.com or um, you can find us on Facebook as well. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've found us already, yes? I know, and you're techie savvy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again in another couple weeks. Ciao. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.